welcome into this episode of Caitlin's Craft Collector. I'm Louise. The bunting you'll hear is probably the dog. And all the bees in my polytunnel. And the aphids, unfortunately, too. But I think they're quite silent, so we should be okay. This episode, I've got a bit of a leather with not an envelope. I've got letters, uh, a hollow section, and a mini section. Should I get a cup of tea? Your ice lolly, hopefully not your IV drip, and possibly a dram. And I'll let you know what crack's been in, in Cadness this past month. So, strut your funky stuff down the street, just for a little bit more. And I'll let you know what crack's been in Cadness this I've already said that, haven't I? <laughs> it's been a while. Right, let's get rid of the music. So listeners, how are you? I'm going to start with a blather just to catch you up on... I haven't spoken to you for a while. Um, hadn't been doing an awful lot of crafting to be honest, uh, busy with work and then gardening. That's what I've been doing. Gardening. Gardening has eaten up my weekends and I've been particular about doing it. Um, weeding once a week. In the polytunnel and in the vegetable garden has taken up quite a bit of my crafty time. So I didn't feel like I had an awful lot to talk about. But I did want to catch up with you all the time because I do enjoy speaking to you. Always cheers me up when I'm doing this and talking to you. And I don't actually feel like I need to be cheered up today, but I've got such a Beautiful, beautiful day in Caithness here today. It's a whole, I'm going to say, 16 degrees. <laughs> I actually think it's hotter than that. That's what the forecast is, but it's blue sky. So we've got sun cream on. Buckle is panting. The birds are very, very noisy in a nice way. And there's not much wind. There's a very little breeze, which is really nice if you're kind of walking around and needed. To keep it a little bit fresh and manageable. Um, but I thought I would sit in the polytunnel to keep out of the breeze. Because I know that that can cause interference on the sound. But at least once a year I like to try and get the birds on the podcast properly. So you might hear some swallows. Some house martins. A jenny wren. A swallow. Could be gold finches because we've got them now but they're more down the bottom of the garden some pigeons and some jackdaws because you cannot knock the old jackdaws they're all very worthy presents in our garden and they all have different jobs to do and eat different beasties and sometimes my peas jackdaws I didn't want them to eat my peas this year but I've got a very 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 poor peopled crop actually I'll tell you what's in my garden because a lot of people do ask. In the vegetable garden, um, we try and stick with what we know grows. And so we have four rows of potatoes. <laughs> be asking you all around for dinner soon when they all come to harvest. And we have a row of white onions and two rows of red onions. And then we've got a row of parsnips, which are doing quite well this year. A row of carrots. What you're doing, I don't know how they're doing. They haven't quite figured it out yet. A row of... Oh, there's a bee coming in. Hello, this is a bumble. Oh, it's going off. It's thought better of it. <laughs> um, A row of, I think it's broccoli, but I can't actually remember, which is a terrible thing. Um, Two rows of peas well there's supposed to be two rows but in all honesty there's just one and that's from four packets of pea pods the mice or the jackdaws eat them and it's just frustrating because i really 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 like pea pods so in the polytunnel is some tomatoes um i think i've got cherry tomatoes going and other varieties um i'm not really big into the knowing which varieties i've grown i just like tomatoes so We've eaten one, and we've got one orange one just now, and all the rest are green, and not big enough yet. 
And then I've got two rows of beautiful lettuces and I've got a tub of lettuce and I've got my apple trees. I've got three apple trees, a little green one, kind of like a crab apple, but still is tasty enough. And uh, it's like a pink lady, but it's not pink lady. It's maybe a gala. It's a red apple anyway. Like I said, I'm not very good with my varieties, but I do know that the other one is a cooking apple, apple tree, and they are fully loaded. And then I've got a plum tree, which is fully loaded. And then we did have a huge buddleia up the top, but we've taken it out because it's gotten a little bit too big for the polytunnel and we were sort of feeling a bit bad about having to keep hacking it down. So we've moved it out with, uh, down further down the garden and so far it's not very happy again but hopefully with a little bit of TLC it will take proper establishment and thrived in there and then we've got three bays of strawberries and some they're all different varieties um they've got their wee tags in still Richard says take them out and I says no no leave them in I'm not going to tell you what they are because it would mean getting off the chair and go and look. But there's Early's strawberries. I did not know there was such a thing until last year. Like potatoes, you get early varieties and later in the season varieties. So we've got them. And then I've got some radishes and some more leaf lettuce. And at the back of the polytunnel, I've got an area of wildflowers for butterflies and bees. But to be perfectly honest, <laughs> it looks a bit like a lot of weeds. I know there's um, poppies there and I know sometimes poppies can be a bit voracious and spread but kind of hoping that these are quite nice so I'm leaving that area just now. And then we come to the herbs. We've got and flowers with lavender. I've got dill. No, it looks like dill but it's fennel. I was getting them mixed up. I don't have that. Um, fennel. I've got three different types of curry plant. Korma and just says curry. And they've got quite a lovely little yellow flower on them just now. And then I've got sage, which is full of aphids. So I'm spraying it with vinegar. Because I don't want to use weed killer chemical on a plant that I want to eat. So um, if you've got any friendly ladybirds that are really, really hungry, do send them my way. <laughs> they'll, they'll be so fat they might take a little bit while to come back down. And then I've got mint, which is in a tub because it's extremely voracious and quite difficult to control, but I've kept it in a big tub. And then I've got marjoram, oregano, thyme, Different, three different rosemaries in different places. Chamomile, feverfew, lemon balm, basils. <laughs> How many of you have just got basil from Fawlty Towers? Yep, me too. Uh, and coriander. And there's a daisy one here. And I can't remember its name, but it is actually a herb, which I didn't know before. I've got a herb up the top and I can't remember what it is. It's not something I'd heard about. I've got gladioli. <gasps> One of them is almost through. It's going to be white. Maybe we should have a little draw on Instagram. Guess what colour these gladioli that somebody gave me are going to be. Because I have got no clue. So looking forward to them. They're not huge. They're I think the mini version. So they're, they're nice though. The bees and the butterflies are like them. And my clematis is now done. So, oh, and I've planted some French marigolds about because apparently they're quite good companion plants for things. And there's chives. I think that's everything. Yeah. So, um, sounds like quite a lot, doesn't it? Because it is. Um, we put up our plastic in our polytunnel last year and because it's had its shelter early in the season, things are happy. And growing quite contentedly. So that's kind of what I've been doing apart from working and um, the Bairns finishing school for the summer and Sandy has now gone into 
fourth year, so he's going to start exam year, and Daisy is going into second year. So um, Sandy's sort of sticking with the technical route of physics and engineering, and um, I think he's doing okay. He got quite reasonable results for all his tests and stuff, and Daisy got extremely good results in her tracking report card, so proud mummy and daddy, cost me a fortune, because I reward them for working hard that way. And Daisy has to work really, really hard at it because she's dyslexic, so she um, definitely deserved it. So that's kind of why I've not really been about, plus I've been watching the football, uh, the European Championships is on just now, Scotland were in, Scotland are now out, Scotland have never gotten past the group stage, but it was fun while it lasted. Unfortunately, Covid is kind of the winner here, um, the numbers have jumped again and not really surprising. So yeah, be careful please, be safe, wash your hands, distance, etc, you know the score by now. So, uh, and then I've finished, uh, well I'm on holiday for two proper weeks and then I just have to kind of go in and check to see if there's post and stuff and whilst uh, the school's shut. Um, I'm not actually going to talk about my work too much but I do work at a school, office based and um, my holidays obviously follow the school holidays but I do have to go in out with my two weeks off to just make sure things are right so I'm hoping to sort of do the stuff but it's very weird being in a school when there's no children in it it's a bit creepy so like all end of terms it was absolutely manic um great fun um they're hilarious bairns they just they never ever stop astounding me with the stuff they come out with and I do write things down that they say, but I can't ever publish them until maybe I've retired and the children themselves have grown up. So <laughs> it would be a shame not to share them, but I can't because it wouldn't be very professional. But um, Burns are absolutely hilarious in that respect. All right. So I think we'll put a division. Lockdown letters. How's your writing going? Are you still enjoying sending and getting your letters? We're in the UK not in lockdown anymore and but I'm hoping that you're still finding the time to send and receive the letters because it is so utterly joyous when that letter comes through the door and you see a stamp on it and then handwritten and you just Oh, it's just, just lovely. So if there is anybody who still would like to send a lockdown letter, or just a letter, I should really change the name, shouldn't I? Um, I haven't think of anything else illiterate for it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll come come up with something and we just take it lockdown. And um, there, it's, it's just a form that you fill in, and I do go in and check it periodically to see if anybody else has signed up, which... Nobody yet has. Um, I never did show notes last episode. I do apologise. But I think you're kind of used to me by now. Thankfully, listeners. I love you. I love you, my listeners, because you put up with my feelings as well as my good stuff. Um, but thank you to Monica for sending my letter again. I have sent letters back, but I'm, I'm actually... For this uh, these holidays, I was like, right. I've got my letter writing stuff downstairs, but I need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm waiting for a rainy day, and we've not had one yet. Or my rainy day, I was off visiting somebody, walking the dog with them. So, um, I'm trying to catch up with people I haven't seen in a while. So, I mean, I'm only on day four of my holidays, but um, I'm hoping to get my right my letters punted out very soon, because. It's nice to get a letter and I want to give that joy back. So if you want to join in, then ping me a message um, and I will do it. And just 
feel free to ping me the, any message anyhow that you want to like Instagram, Twitter or um, email I would say Ravelry but I'll come on to that in a minute I'm actually frightened to play good time because there's bees in here and you know that there's a bee wiggle dance in that and I'm wearing a Rit uh, William Morris pattern dress and it's got flowers on it and I really don't want to have all the bees on me I love bees I love bees doing the bee thing not on the bee me <laughs> <laughs> I um, made it out the county last in fact I'll come on to that remind me I'm going to do this first hold on. there was a reason <laughs> Division music. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, Sachin. I thought it would be nice to say hello to a few of you, and I've chosen you from Instagram. I've been doing the Prima magazines from 1987, still on my stories. I thought that when you saved the front of your story, the whole lot got saved onto uh, like your profile page, and it doesn't. It's just the front, the first one, which I was a bit disappointed at. I might take them off. But if you see I've got a story on, it tends to be just now a prima story. And if you're in any way, shape or form interested in my commentary <laughs> of 1980s fashion, or it tends to be, um, Instagram's your place to go for that. So these are two people who have commented to me on them. And at first I was just like, oh, look at this. And now it's become a thing. And I think I'm hoping that some people are enjoying it and obviously if you don't you don't even need to look or you can just whiz past because there's always at least 20 pages and I mean at least so I know myself sometimes I am not interested and I just whiz past so feel free to do that but I do know that some of you do enjoy it and I'm trying to do it that it's um, not just the fashion but it's the adverts of things that are still about but have had their packaging updated or things that we used to have but don't have anymore and it's oh I remember them and oh look at monsters a uh, monster munch back then or um the Panasonic Hoovers or um microwaves and the amount of comments that people give back I love that it's the interaction part that just makes my day it's amazing how many people either just laugh or love or have said thanks for doing them so I've that's why I've carried on and I've still got another 10 or at least to go we're heading into January 1988 soon so maybe if I've got time this afternoon or tomorrow I'll do another one and then that's two a week I'm, and that's the other thing I'm trying not to just saturate you all going and then you're saying oh, I'm really sick of this but um, trying to also space it out can be a little bit hard <laughs> I tend to do a Monday because I'm off on a Monday as a rule. I don't work Mondays. Not off on a Monday. I just don't work them. Um, but sometimes I'm... Well, this Monday I was doing all my housework. Well, housework that involved floor stuff. I still have to do the housework that involves stuff I can't see, which is above the fridge and all the door tops and, uh, on, like, ceiling things stuff that i can't see as a rule so they get quite grimy quite quickly i'm a lampshades you know the, the stuff i don't do very often so i have lined up in my head a doing day for up stuff and i have already done the down stuff yeah i'm really boring anyway <laughs> i would like to say i'm going to do a division So it's got its own section. <laughs> Just me waffling on. Hello to Bailey's Bear. Um, hello to Sam Boggia. Hello to Sia. Hello to Kate of Hawthorne Cottage. Hello to Claire Usmar. Hello to Selma, who's in Egypt just now. Hello to Too Many's Hobbies Girls. Hello to So Dr. Sonia. Hello to Hannah Simps. Hello to Liz Gowdy. Lovely Liz. Hello to lovely Nora and hello to lovely Judith. And actually, all these are lovely. 
Um, that's my go-to adjective for you all. Lovely. So I know there's a few more in there, but these were ones that I have constantly messaged or I've had a bit of conversation with them. Um, and I had to kind of stop myself from keep on going. So if you have messaged, thank you. I will maybe mention you next episode. How's that? was something I was going to tell you in the me 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 section I forgot where it is oops right me 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 section um it should probably be in a what's a crack section but I don't have one um Elizabeth's fabrics in Thurso has moved it has moved from where it has been for a thousand years and is now on the main street trail street and I think it was the old buttresses so I've seen the photographs of them opening today on the Facebook page and I'm quite looking forward to nip. I was looking forward to going and nipping in and seeing it in where it was before because the whole building got revamped and they sold off most of the business but they kept the haberdashery which is really thankful um, and they sold off the curtain business I think she retired actually um, but there's a lovely new cafe in the bottom area and then above it is there's a couple of wee shoppies and one of them is a lady called Lindsay Gallagher who does jewellery making and art stuff. Um, and that's a really not good term to say stuff but I mean in the absolute best um, meaning of the word because she does quite a few different types of artwork um, she does, I think I've mentioned her before actually, black scratch work artwork and then she'll get them printed and uh, make them into bags or coasters or uh, cards and also she does wire work and she's extremely talented and she's really really lovely so if you're ever in Thurso and you wanted to just purchase some beautiful either artwork or some jewellery um, Lindsay's not a, a first stop shop I would say um, she also in normal times well in other times does workshops um, so she's got quite a lovely space for that just now and now that Elizabeth has vacated that space that she had she's going to use that and have an even better space for workshops and um, that top floor of that building has a wooden floor and I always loved the sort of creaky squeaky noise that it makes when you go up there so I'll miss that for going into um, Elizabeth's but if I get the opportunity to go in to buy stuff from Lindsay I certainly will then I've just touched my mint and it smells lovely so um, that's kind of exciting use and oh right knitting I have done some crafting but I haven't done as a normally maybe would be just tied to minute at an old time um i did finish knitting something but i haven't finished sewing it so it's not finally 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 knitted hello twin city Ellen and twin city jan um last episode i was telling you i was knitting for my, one of my hairdressers um she had a baby boy and she didn't have the easiest of pregnancies so really really pleased for her that lovely baby boy was born so um, I still need to sew this together and then get it to her before he grows out of it. And two years ago, I knitted a beautiful little pair of baby booties uh, or little shoe things. And it was in some sort of fluffy blue wool that I had. And I was absolutely convinced that somebody, one of the ladies at my now work, was going to have... A boy. She had a girl. I could not. I was like, you know, it was one of them. Oh, congratulations! It's a, it's a boy. Oh, it's a girl. <laughs> oh, our girl's gorgeous. I just, I don't know why. You just sometimes you think, oh, you're gonna have a boy. She didn't. She had a boy. A, a beautiful girl. I love her little girl. Girl's gorgeous. She's just so funny. She's bright. She's just, just absolutely gorgeous. I love her. And um, she was the one that I made. A blue textile crocheted blanket for 
because she's very worth it, both the lady and the baby. Or who's now almost two. Um, but I had these little blue baby booties. And they've sat on my window ledge ever since. So I have um, decided to give these to my hairdresser along with the jumper. And so I just need to sew the jumper together and then get a card organised and then get it put round. So yeah, it's still sitting in bits because it's not my favourite thing is sewing up stuff, you know? Because you see all these lovely patterns. I don't know why I said that because they're not all lovely patterns. There are some some patterns <laughs> that I looked twice at in the Prima magazine. The last one being uh, black and white quite long but it's a thistle design and kind of intrigued me how it's black and white and almost a sandquare kind of style I like black and white I really love black and white, I love black and white drawings, I love black and white clothes <laughs> um, and I love 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 the black and white sandquare um, hand knitted gloves that you get um, I've never quite got myself around to actually organising to knit myself one of these. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you about. Right. Um, it involves black cardigans, right? Right. I'll finish talking about the baby knit first. So, oh, there's a bee. Hello, bee. Oh, it looks straight to the sage. Did you know that sage had a lavenderish flower on it? I did not know this because it didn't flower last year. The fever flew few... <laughs> the fever few that was beside it that it is now getting covered over by the beautiful sage flowers flowered with a purple blue last year but this year it's the year of the sage don't use sage an awful lot in cooking actually um, I could actually open up my own herb shop right now <laughs> hi Buko, are you hot? so Oh, I've got distracted. What was I saying? So, I've finished knitting the knitting part, but I have not put it together. And I need to put it together and then pass this on as a present. Um, there was a beautiful jumper in the Prima magazine and it was in pieces. I don't really like doing pieces, piecework. I kind of do because you don't feel like you're knitting this massive, great big garment all at the same time. But when you get to the bit, when you're finished, you know, you're not finished. You've still got to sew it up. And it's bad enough having to sew ends in. So, <laughs> anyway, I know what I was going to say. I actually probably would have come on to it anyway because I've written that down. Maybe I'll just do that. I'll do that when I get there. So I have occasionally been knitting on my Severine cardigan. And this is by Vanessa Smith. Um, and just really, really slowly. I'm not much further on than I was the last time I spoke to you, maybe about 10 rows. Um, I'm got to knit down a bit sleeves and then I think I get to separate. And then I feel like I'm maybe knitting a bit less then. But, yeah, it just, that's what it is. I really love to wear that cardigan with that dress. I wore the dress. And I could have said to Richard, think that sparkly black cardigan's a bit much? And he went, yes, it's more of a night time, it's not a work one. And I was like, yeah. So I wore something else that I don't really think it can match. Because I tend to wear dresses with a long cardigan at work. Because I need it. Because I need a layer to take on and off. Um, It's too hot for a jumper. But it's too cold for not having a layer. Not that I'm at words now, but anyway, in this kind of time. And a few years ago, I bought a couple of black dresses from Tesco's um, for the when I was at the retreat, because it was hot. <laughs> there was that lovely weekend in May. And I bought the yellow yarn from Scotch Tweed, who was there, and on a cone. And... I really want to get it finished. And I know I'm boring when I'm going on about it. I just want to have something else to tell you. However, um, I shall persist. She was 
small, but she was fierce. And nevertheless, she persisted, which is not the same quotes, but that's what it means. Right. So I am still knitting on the sock that I started at Christmas Eve for Richard. Um, I'm now on the toe. Thankfully, the decrease and I can watch it. Um, I can knit on it when I'm watching the football. So, yeah. But then I'll have to cast on the second one. <laughs> and go through all the same things because I haven't written it down. If you write things down as you go, everybody do as I say, not as I do, because I'm sure you do the same as I do, not as I say. Um, then that's cool. Quattro, not quattro. Book all. It's getting a bit too close for my fuchsia. Get off of there! Good boy. Sorry, listeners. I hope that didn't hurt your ears. You get off of there too. Don't stand on my fuchsia bushes. It's not very old. You can stand on the time or the chamomile. It's quite old. It's at last, Paul Prince, but not the fuchsia bush. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> didn't mean to hear my dog voice. Right, um... I was enjoying knitting on the sock, but I think I feel like I need some kind of something to finish to give me gratification to get me on to the next thing or get back to the thing. That bee is huge. Doesn't it sound huge? Right, so I'm because we've got our swallows giving it full pelt, they're like wee stealth missiles or stealth bombers going around about. Uh, half a metre above the grass on our lawn and every year for past nine years even ten I've gone I really really want to knit a swallowtail shawl by Evelyn A. Clark every year and I thought maybe this is the year because I could use that yarn and I haven't because it's lace and it means printing the pattern because there's no way I could do that on a phone or an e-reader and then following a lace pattern because I can't follow a sock <laughs> so every year but yeah um, I'm not very sort of enthusiastic here I'm a listener I, I wasn't be very enthusiastic to you either or encouraging. This isn't very good. But I'm really thinking about it. But I did mean that I was enjoying looking at my stash. <laughs> and also what I've been thinking about casting on, and this is because I was in Inverness a couple of weekends ago at my friend's. I stayed with my friend, my best friend. And um, she's particular about the COVID and I'm really quite particular about the COVID as really particular as she is and um, Richard had said you should go down to see Mari and I was like I don't like to go see Mari but I don't know how I feel about going to Inverness now this was about three weeks ago before the numbers kind of shot up again and she says oh, the numbers aren't too bad just now um, come so I did and we had the most wonderful weekend and it's the first time that I've been shopping, shopping, other than Tesco's. It doesn't know how to get out now. Then, since a year past November, when I was down in Edinburgh and went shopping with that uh, British Louise, and we went to Ikea, and there was the really, really bad ABBA impersonation. But, because Ikea there who was 20 years old, or maybe 25 years old or something, um... It was fun, and there we we all we will always have Abba. <laughs> You're laughing now, aren't you, Louise? So I felt as I walked towards the Eastgate Centre, I had to sit down and take a breath and get myself composed. And I don't normally get anxious, but I did. So I did that. I sort of got a bit controlled myself and then I went into Lakeland what well, used to be Lakeland Plastics it's always going to be Lakeland Plastics me. and they're always lovely in Lakeland Plastics and if they're not you complain because um, I don't ever remember not being nice to in Lakeland Plastics ever and they're particularly nice in Inverness so 
I had to ask for the toasty bags um, and sort of chat to her and she said, you found everything you wanted? And I said, yes. I said, I'm actually a bit nervous because this is my first shops since a year past November, actually. And I've not actually been out of Caithness since last July. So she's like, do you know, quite a lot of people are like that. Um, don't worry, just take it easy. Just you're wearing your mask, you've done your hands. Don't touch this stuff maybe as much as you would have done normally. Just, it's fine. Because it was quiet, it was like <laughs> quarter past nine on Saturday morning. But um, she said, you're not alone, so don't worry about it. And she was really, really nice. And then the wifey at the check-in, she's like, oh, you're from Kipnis. Half of Kipnis has already been in here today. I think so we almost get off the bus or the train and go straight into there. Well, no, it was too early for the bus or train. Maybe we get out of the car park and go straight there. I would say so. So I bought my bits and pieces there. I like their shoppers. Their shoppers are good. Uh, you know, the bags that you sort of squidge into a little, a little tiny bag and then you can put them in your other bag. <laughs> shopper bags because the lovely Nora um, gave us a shopper bag when we were over in America in 2016 and it's starting to free I have used it that much and I'm going to go and re-sew it again but um, I was starting to get time to replace it and I was like oh I don't want to because then I'll be like oh bye Nora because I, I think of her every time I take it out so and especially just now because I'm roasting and we were roasting when we met Nora so I went round the shops, went to Waterstones and bought the bear and some books um, and Daisy got some Moomin books and because she isn't a big reader I was really excited about that um, and then I went to Body Shop. Body Shop have got really really nice hand sanitizer smell so I like Body Shop because I'm not allergic to their stuff and they don't taste on animals and I know that they're not perfect but I like body shop stuff and she was lovely in there too and then I went into next where you couldn't try on what and this is my point last night <laughs> there was one I am wearing my new William Morris dress it's the William Morris pattern um, I'm quite sure you all know who William Morris is because you're kind of crafty people Richard says who's he I was like what how do you not know who William Morris is like he was a designer back in back in the day and he did specific sort of designs like this. You can't not tell this is a William Morris design. And he went, I've not heard of him before. I said, you have? Because I've talked about him before. That's nice. I love him very much. I'm even making socks for him. But <laughs> doesn't know who William Morris is. So, what happened then? Oh, so couldn't try it on. And there was a cardigan I liked, but it wasn't in my size and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then went and bought it. And then I went to Fat Beast and the, I've got a dress from there that has pockets. The William Morris dress does not have pockets, which is a shame. But she said, would you like to try them on? And I went, I would love to try them on. Am I allowed? And she says, we are having our changing rooms open this very week. Then you come. So I went, oh, so I picked up. A black cardigan, a black version of this dress, and it was a sort of turquoisey dress with it looked like seaweed, and it was sort of it was supposed to be a seaweedy, oceany pattern, because I'm just putting in my earbuds a bit more because don't the fall out, um, and I'm hoping it didn't rattle the noise of your ears. Sorry. Uh, so uh, they had this like wasn't Greenpeace but it was looking after your oceans campaign and I quite liked it but the black version of this dress which I have a version of this dress with pockets and swallow fabric and I think that Fat Face must do this dress over and over but in different fabrics and this one has got giraffes on now because I work in a school I can wear all this and nobody even blinks it's brilliant I can have dog fabric I can have sloth fabric which I'll come on to I can have all the fabric and absolutely I just love it so I went with the giraffe fabric even though it was black but because it had a black cardigan that matched and I needed a black cardigan remember remember coming back to that it's like I really could do a black cardigan so at the same time I went oh, 
I'm in a changing room. I couldn't try on my William Morris dress in next. So I tried it on in five days. <laughs> and it fed. And I, I, I was quite delighted. Because it's not easy to have to take the dress back if it doesn't fit you, if you don't live anywhere near a next. So, fitted. Absolutely love it. And then I'm thinking, maybe I should buy some William Morris fabric because you can get some and make more dresses. Because that thought never occurred to me. So, yeah. But, you see, when I was in H&M, there was a whole pile of kind of blue and white styled dresses. But H&M, it was all not fitted and very floaty and that buffy kind of style. And I'm a petite kind of person, even though um, bits of me are not quite so petite. <laughs> and maybe would suit a slightly less fitted style, but a lot of them, um, I know I wouldn't. But I really like the blue and white um, Delft blue um, or William Morris. So when I saw this, I was most taken with it and just thought, hmm. Now, I spent a considerable amount because it wasn't just me I was buying for. I would buy pyjamas and uh, T-shirts and other stuff for my family. But then I went to the Willy shop in Inverness, which is reasonably not long opened and this is on Tom Nahura Street and I had to walk past it to get to town and then I had to walk home past it and I was always going to go into it so I did and I had looked it up online and my friend who I work with oh yeah she had shared this thing saying you know how much your friend loves you if they knit you something in black oh listeners you know exactly what I mean Black's not easy or dark colours are not easy to knit in So you love that person if you knit it in black So I put up, I'd really like a black cardigan In fact, I could really need a black cardigan But she does not love me that much And I'm so disappointed in her <laughs> So this was sort of the running joke at work and That noise was me moving in my chair It was not me having wind, okay I'm going to have a little more of a squid so you can hear it Yeah, <laughs> I'm not Mr Methane so, um, in I goes, because I, I bought my black cardigan now, I kind of said, I've let you off now, you don't have to knit my black cardigan, I have bought one. Which I've been disappointed, oh it's good, it's not the posty, I thought Pickle was going to have to woof there. Excuse me, excuse my chair, sitting on my own chair, I'm absolutely sweet. <laughs> right, so it goes into the wheelie shop and mate mother of a proprietor because the proprietor has probably yeah she will have had the baby by now so hopefully all things went well and congratulations to them um the shop's actually shut them till the fourth because of the baby and lovely but really impressed with their shop and there is another couple of wheelie shops that you can buy wool and then obviously there's hobbycraft in inverness which i then went to um remind me to tell you about that <laughs> 43 minutes of having no purpose I think I'm doing not bad and um, I ended up coming out with two skeins of pink kid silk mohair and the proprietor of the wheelie sheet dyes it herself, she's got a lovely range and I think it's called pink sunshine so then you have to go pink, pink sunshine yeah um, and she's got some, a really really lovely range of hand dyed uh, she's got it with her double knit and then a four ply and the mohair so I don't think that bit's on the website there is some on the website that is hand dyed but it's not hers um, it's Stuart Knits I think um, but I didn't actually have a poke around their stuff because I kind of just looked at the pink and went <gasps> love it so I decided that I would knit a bonnie from Tin Can Knits, which is a vest and it's a pattern I've had for quite a long time I think I've seen it uh, at some of the shows but I certainly think it's worth uh, revisiting for this pink mo here and um, I also bought some grey alphoslopey um, which is not how you say it but I'm not even going to try it again and that is to go with some yarn I bought in Iceland um, because I didn't buy a jumper's worth. <laughs> Two reasons. 
didn't have enough money and didn't have enough space in my suitcase by that point. And I've always kind of regretted not buying a jumper's worth, but always thought, oh, I can make hats. And I've always then gone, I don't want to make hats, I want to make a jumper. So it's not the same grey, but it's a lighter grey, and I think the other grey I'll go fine with it. Uh, and a burnt orange. So that's going to make a stupendous jumper in time. So I had a lovely, lovely... I think it was about half an hour I was in there. Um, and then me and Mari went up to Hobbycraft and um, Dunnell Milnes. And in Dunnell Milnes, I bought a metre and a bit of seagull fabric. It's cotton, just plain cotton. But it's a kind of... Um, what kind of blue is it? It's more of a tealy blue colour with seagulls and both me and Mara went oh, scories because that's what we call seagulls up in Wick and Keithness scories but there wasn't I knew there wasn't enough to make a dress which is what I wanted for I didn't want a skirt and just scories so beside it there was some orange and it matches its beak and its feet so I bought some scory fabric to make the top of the dress and some orange to make the bottom of the dress. And there's two meters of the bottom. So it can be a really full skirt. <laughs> and then I was like. Can you imagine the old manny's going. Look scorry. She's wearing scorries. So that'll be fun. Um, and I put thread to go with it. And then when I, we went into Hobbycraft. And. Oh yeah. I did buy stuff in there. But I had made two lists. And one of them was for like. So the Eastgate Centre and the um, the street because I wanted to go to the works for DZ and um, body shop and blah 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 which I've told you about you know adulting and then I had been in my patterns upstairs and looked at all the fabric patterns that I had for dresses and stuff and um, there is a pair of dungarees yeah, well it's a pinafore actually that Daisy loves the look of. And I had said, right, we'll get some um, corduroy for it. Like some bony, nice corduroy, soft stuff. And she said, I don't want corduroy. Because you've changed your tune. Denim. I want denim. She didn't say it like that. <laughs> She's not rude. She said, I'd like denim, please, mummy. And I went, but you wanted corduroy, thinking. I hate sewing denim. And she says, well, but mummy, I would love denim. <laughs> but along with the zips, the notions, the whatever else things I needed to go along with all the stuff that I had. And I'm really good at doing this when I go to knitting shows. I wrote this on a piece of pink card. Can't find it. I forgot my list that I did take down. I couldn't find the other list anyway. I forgot my list. So I'm getting to the stage where I need to write a list for where I'm putting the lists. Mm. <laughs> I think sometimes it's because I don't people as much. Um, I forget how to. I'm not too bad at adulting, but I think I'm needing more lists. Getting on a bit now. So, hopefully you're not the same listeners. But I really, really, I don't know how much I had needed to go away. Because we had a lovely night both times. She went off and did our uh, paddle boarding in the morning when I was at the adulting boarding shops. Because she really didn't need to trail around with me when I was doing that. And uh, then we had a half bottle of wine each and uh, we had a takeout from Tiger on the Wall which I would recommend but if you're going to go there to eat book because you'll not get in otherwise um, really lovely they do both Asian and Indian type of cuisine there's um, it's just really tasty and somebody else on my Facebook feed had that they had a takeout from there as well and I was like oh I'll be there and Richard was like yeah we've been there it's really good so, I was a bit disappointed that I didn't stock up on all the fabrics that I was wanting to do. But then, again, I'm a bit slow. So, maybe it's probably not a good job that I do. So, but on to the sewing. I know I'm getting on a bit, 49 minutes off. I'll start talking faster. <laughs> I hope you've all enjoyed watching the sewing bee. If you've not, they're all on iPlayer, so you can watch them. I'm not going to spoil who won. Um, I'm happy with the result um, 
I actually personally thought that the last, very last races that they made, I liked the one that didn't win more than the race that did win, but I thought that the one that did win should have won. And I loved all three um, races. I particularly liked uh, two of the contestants, but I could see the talent in the other one. That's quite difficult not to look at the difference. Anyway, really, really enjoyed it. Very good. And I'll miss it when it's not on. I did. I missed it. Last Wednesday, Angela and I were like, what do we talk about now? <laughs> I did finish sewing uh, my tartan skirt that I was mentioned last episode. And this is made out of Guardian of Scotland. Um, I used a pattern from a, a dressmaking book that I mentioned last episode. And it's one of these that you print off the pattern and you've got the instructions in the book. And it's a very boring looking straight no it's not quite straight there is a curve to the hip um that it's lined and um with a zip at the side and there's two darts front and back and a slit at the back and i think it was a bit more complicated because it was tartan and you had to kind of match things and keep things straight not that you wouldn't keep your other fabric straight but your tweed would be a lot more forgiven for your darts However, I have a mum and I am not afraid to use her when it comes to that kind of thing. And plus, I'm particular about keeping my tartan as matched as possible. Hey, Doboog, are you a bit hot now? Good boy. So I'm really pleased. I got to wear it twice <laughs> at the end of term. Um, we were waiting on sports day happening, so I was wearing my sports stuff for some of the days where I could have been wearing it. We had it all set out and then it rained. <laughs> we just went, took it all back in again. Um, and then for the end of term little present, I made the whole school a face mask. We don't have a big role in our school. If you would love to come and live here and enroll your children at our school, we'd be internally grateful. Um, excellent school. <laughs> excellent staff. The clerical is amazing. Um, so because they've been doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as their project last April, last episode, last term, um, when I was in Hobbycraft, I saw the Fat Quarters had some Roald Dahl Witches fabric, and I was like, oh, if I'd been trying the Chocolate Factory, I would have gotten that. Further in the shop, trying the Chocolate Factory. By this point in time, I was hooked. So I bought four Fat Quarters of it, and I managed to make enough face masks for the whole school and some of the staff. And then I gave them some ice poles as well, because Burns like sweeties, really, don't they? So... Um, that took a bit of time and um, also on Instagram you'll see that Mother and I have cut out a dress that's a McCall's pattern and I'm using my sloth fabric that I bought before Christmas that I had forgotten I had. So that big do have been going out, couldn't it? You're looking out the wrong way. The reason I planted fuchsia bushes out the front was so that the bees would go around here and go there's flowers out there and out they go but sometimes they get a bit confused and the fuchsia bush maybe isn't flowering enough yet poor thing um if it's still here by the time i finished listeners i will encourage it out using a bucket and we hit it because they, they don't mind that um so i've got Lots of sewing to do. I had to fiddle out with darts yesterday and oh, the lining back to front and oh, all sorts of stuff. But it's... I've got the bodice almost done but there's bits that I need to unpick and redo bits. And I've written it down so I can get that done before mum comes. And then she's going to fit the skirt to it and then before I put the darts in because I did take the darts out because... Whilst we measured and cut, measured, well, I measured then she measured, so we cut, measured twice, cut once, and um, it, it's it's not quite right. <laughs> well, that's what darts are for, and fitting. Um, I knew when she was fitting, I was like, that's too tight. <laughs> so more, I've gotten fatter this week, which is probably true. Um, I'm going to go for a run. In a bit when it cools down a wee bit 
uh, which is one of the other things I'm going to do in the holidays. I'm going to read my books, I'm going to carry on gardening, I'm going to do more sewing and I'm going to do knitting because I'm not going away anymore, apart from maybe taking Daisy back down to Inverness to go shopping for some clothes for her. Um, but West would love to go places. Uh, he's going to go to his mum and dad's, um, but I'm going to look after the chickens and the dog. Um, I don't want to go anywhere where the NC500 is because there's so many people. And we thought about Orkney, but same thing. Too many people. So I'm not into the people when there's COVID about. I've still got another jag to go. And even then, I still don't want to get it. And I don't want to pass it on either. So I do lateral flow tests twice a week. And even with the school holidays off, I'm doing them as well. Just so that we can continue to sort of know that we're safe and I would encourage you to do them too because I've been doing them since February and whilst they're minging it gives you a bit of peace of mind that you're not passing something on right so whilst I've been gardening I've been listening to books one of them is called Endeavour by Louis Rudd and this is about he is an ACS soldiery person military and he has been a, a polar expedition era and it's quite an interesting one Richard likes all the sort of military books and I don't particularly go for them but because he had it and I couldn't think of what else I wanted to listen to I just tried it and it's actually it was quite a good he's a it took me a little while to get used to his narration because he's not an actor um, his narration but He's not kind of this, the, the norm of the ACS of uh, the big I am and arrogance and stuff. He's just quite calm and collected and he's done some quite interesting things to think about. Oh, it's out. It's gone. There we go. It's finally figured it out. It's getting quite noisy, wasn't it, listeners? Right, so I would enjoyed that. I weeded quite a lot to that. And I am now on Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazo Kawaguchi. I don't know if that's a easier second name or his even. I do apologise. I don't know. But this is set in uh, Tokyo. And I think it's been written in Japanese and then translated through. But I'm not 100% sure. But it's really good. And it's about a cafe where there's a place in it that you can go back. To, you can time travel in it. And um, you think, oh, time travel book. But there are certain things you have to get back you have to sit in one seat you can't leave it you have to they can only be in the cafe you can't go anywhere else and you start with a cup of coffee and you have to drink the coffee before it gets cold and then you return back to the present and it doesn't change the past so um really interesting i listened to that when i've been gardening and also when i was driving about so I'd recommend both of them. And wow, that's 58 minutes, listeners. So I have done stuff. I've done a lot of gardening. <laughs> Shh, my garden looks awesome. Um, but I've also done some crafting. Oh, and I did a bit of cross-stitching because my friend was cross-stitching. So it makes you want to do cross-stitching. So I really enjoyed that. Um... I have noticed that my eyes, I need to get my eyes tasted. I'm starting to get worse eyesight closer up. So I'm, I'm in the very vocal gang. But I think I might just get two pairs of specs next time. Just be a bit easier. Anyway, listeners, that was a very, very long episode <laughs> of not very structured talking. But I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, a huge hello to you all. I really hope that you're well. You are keeping good and things are going well with you. Um, you're not anxious like I was. Um, you're managing to get to see people that you've not seen um, and staying safe mostly. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit of good time. I'm going to run away before the bees come and then that'll make it an hour. So keep on crafting.
Right, listeners, take care. Woo! They're just new bits. Wow. Oh, there's that. <laughs> right, listeners, tasty bats.